What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 155 of the Undiluted Podcast. This is JP and Mike at you once again for the return of the Undiluted Podcast. Mm-hmm. Can't wait, man. Much needed. Ready to get back into the sack of things and the groove of things. And uh, shoot, let's get back to it. Get back to work. And speaking of back, this episode is called It's Over back to business so hey. I'm kick this off by asking you uh how was your summer it was awesome man uh it wasn't uh it went by fast it was like you know you blink and it was just i can't believe it's like about to be halloween and and thanksgiving that's where is that where we at right now no i can't oh, even baby. remember fourth of july oh, i can't remember what happened on fourth of july my fourth. I took the kids to a water park. It was nice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, summer was okay. It was cool. Uh, as far as, you know what I'm saying? Shit, money was straight. The kids were straight. So, that's all that mattered to me. Yeah, yeah, this was a more chill summer for me. You know, still recovering from the wedding stuff, paying back everything. So, pretty cool. Uh-oh. The wedding. Mm-hmm. Congratulations again on that. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Blessings on blessings on blessings. Yep. Try. So, off the personal level, you know what I'm saying? A person on the outside looking in at what's been going on with the world through this whole year or well summer for the most part and 2022 what's some things that stood out to you the most that were kind of like trending or out of the ordinary that went down during the summer Um, it wasn't you know I haven't really been paying attention to like you know like worldly stuff worldly news I mean other than you know, like this monkey pot stuff popped up out of nowhere, and, and you know, it seemed like stuff is getting back to normal and stuff is dying down. But I, I have noticed the uptick in uh, crime. But it's like sad to say, living here in Chicago, it's like you're kind of numb to it. And when I think I'm really like numb to it because I was able to you know move into the suburbs, so it was, it's like I'm not, I'm not like it's from it or you know. Or empathetic or whatever, because I have family everywhere. But it's like you know, it's just, I just been focusing, you know, on family and and home stuff. But so it's like, man, my mind has been like kind of unaware of a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm aware, but it's like, shoot, I guess I don't pay attention to it. it don't really bother me as much as long as ain't nothing happened directly to my my little circle. I be keeping it moving. So you. Basically, in not so many words, you said you've been living in a bubble, bubble in a positive way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And but I hate how that sounds because that can come off as if like, man, you. I'm like, but like I, cre- I create. I create. Yeah. The rest of the world, yeah. But, but uh, that, that's what you create for yourself, you know. Like, I, create, I think that's the goal, man. Yeah. Really. You, you create the environment of a peace, man. You know, like uh, all I do is play my video games and college football is back. You know and. And it's like there's nothing too much to complain about. Just gotta get up and go to work. I mean, everybody complain about that. You know, you also wanna, you know, like, you know, be your own boss. 
to some you know to a some uh, extent but like as far as really stuff man i can't really put my finger on anything that's really been other than the crime i've been noticing that you know a lot of stuff been happening man it's been a lot of deaths you know like in the celebrity world so I, that's kind of like abnormal a little bit but other than that that's about it yeah uh biggest some of the biggest news coming out of chicago i mean crime is up as usual that's fucked up but it is what it is man pray stay face i mean stay uh prayed up you know what i'm saying and stay vigilant people uh another thing damn we about to something i never thought we about to lose the fucking chicago bears the city is to uh not the team itself but we're about to lose them about 10 years from now, I think, to Arlington. Yeah. They won't be the Arlington Bears. They'll still be the Chicago Bears, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same at all. Uh, that is very, very far for me, especially. I love where they're at right now because it's so convenient for me. <laughs> and that's selfish of me to say, but it's like, ah, I'm like, I'm like, why can't they stay in the city? I mean, like, they are the Chicago Bears, you know, like, but what I consider, like, I don't mind them moving or relocating, but it's like, if, if CTA can't get to, to you, you're not in Chicago, in my opinion. So, it's you like... You actually uh, have to take the metro now, right? Yep. And CTA, what we mean is the public transportation, you know, but uh, Chicago Transit Authority. It's like, if you know, if, you, if Chicago public transit system can't get to that venue, like, you know, people from Chicago know, like, that's, you're not really in Chicago. But it's like uh, I, I don't I don't like the move at all. I think it's crazy far. Uh, I do like them, you know, trying to uh, you know uh, you know get a new stadium, you know. But I, I just think the owners are very very cheap, <laughs> in my humble opinion. And they are I don't see how you could be cheap and you're a billionaire. Like that's crazy to me. But I guess that's how you keep money, you know. So who am I? <laughs> So Lori Lightfoot tried her best to put something together to, you know what I'm saying, convince them to stay, even offer to, um, for the city to invest some money and putting a dome on social field. But the Bears, they're not trying, the owners, they're not trying to hear that. And they said they, it's already a signed deal. They're about to build their own stadium in Arlington in the suburbs. So best of luck to them. I likely won't be going to any of those games. So maybe one just to experience it maybe, but and, and like people don't you know you you know you gotta be here to understand where we're coming from like Arlington is far I'm like any Rosemont Evanston okay but Arlington is far you know it's like man it's ridiculously far you know it's like it's like about the Chicago Botanic Gardens and stuff you know it's like stuff is far man and it's like Lightfoot did mention you know that they open to renovating Soldier Field to a new expansion team or something like that or yeah. if a team want to move here so we'll see yeah i mean like they, they make a lot of money you know off that that stadium you know so i i mean i, I get where she's coming from so it's like you know the stadium is kind of iconic a landmark right now so they gotta use it for something right to fill that void so i was like I'm, i hate that that's happening this is where it's come to but i feel like this move from the Chicago Bears is some type 
somebody rich got, got tired of coming all the way into the city and wanted to move by their house. That's how this how this feels. Because <laughs> you right. know they don't they don't want niggas in Arlington. Yeah, yeah. Because some of the richest people in the country, you know, that lives in this state, they stay out there. You know, in Lake County, you know, that's like the richest neighborhood, one of the richest neighborhoods in the country. So it's like a lot of millionaires and billionaires stay out that way. So I feel like this is one of them type of moves. I'm tired of traveling all the way here. Let's move it close to me so I can walk. <laughs> so this is what this I hope like. they know what they're getting themselves into, though, because, I mean, those some of those Thursdays, Mondays, or, you know, every, damn, every Sunday, you're going to have these tourists and these, these people from Chicago, you know what I'm saying, and throughout your city, and everybody who's traveling to your uh, suburb is not going to be good people, man. Yeah. Yeah, they might be want to take a look into an extra transit system or something to speed that process along. Cause I don't, man, I don't know if Metro gonna be able, to, you know, compensate. They might just by putting extra trains on there, but we, we, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, navigate that situation. Cause I, I can't see everybody driving that far out. Everybody like to have, you know, alcoholic beverages. You know, in city you can get away with it. You know, to a stand and you know, you can drive home safely, this and that, because you're close, but that is very far. So, a lot of people are most likely going to be taking that metro. Yeah. <laughs> and not driving on the road like that. This ain't worth that. All right. Best of luck to the Bears, man. Shout out to Justin Fields being one of the best upcoming young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah, it's I'll looking promising. I'll let you boy if you need a Justin Fields jersey by the way. But mm-hmm. let's move on to another Chicago topic. Just want to debunk a bullshit hoax that I see going around. And people even ask me. My uh, sister, she's from Kentucky. She asked me about it. Like, what's up with this purge that's supposed to be going on in Illinois in January? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I looked into it and it's some bullshit. There are some laws that are going to be changed. Like, they just, they trying to make, balance it out and make it so it's, the justice system is more fair and that people who get arrested for petty crimes have a better chance of bailing themselves out yeah instead of just rich people being able to do it yeah yeah that's what it is like uh and th- that is a lot of people putting that scare tactic out i'm glad you brought this up yeah and you know the chairs are overfilled with people that's like they can't make bond so that's pretty much what it's trying to help out with like you know but they there's these people still got to go to court and most likely a lot of these offenders that's going to begin now they're going to probably leave the state because they know they got to come back to court so you know it's like it might do the complete opposite of what people thinking because <laughs> 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 people gonna be on the run with this stuff because you got to go back to court you just uh you're just not in the county you know like you know that's all and then yeah, if you get arrested and you out, you know, you miss a court date, that's an extra charge you got to deal with. Yo. So ain't nobody want to, a lot of people want to be on the run. That's how I see it. <laughs> Us Chicagoans, we make fun of every goddamn thing. And um, I saw some funny shit. They like, you got beef with me, come to, come to Illinois in January. Let me, I got something for your ass. <laughs> like, damn. Get your dumb ass locked up thinking. <laughs> right. Thinking the purge is real. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. It was like uh, my sister even like uh, brought it up, so I got to break it down to her. Um, 
but uh yeah it's it's not as bad or you know what what it's saying that this is a a really a a political thing that's been happening you know you know how these politicians are and how this propaganda stuff begins you know hey they they had a reason for the crime they like to point and blame it on any anybody that's you know they use fear to get power and and politics and that's one of those type of tactics that's going on right now pretty much no, like I said, no, there's not a purge about to go down. Don't go kill your neighbor or your co-worker you don't like or your boss or some shit or your baby mama. Don't do that thing. You're about to get away with that shit like a dumbass. you about to go your dumbass to jail like usual. Mm-hmm. Like how that would usually play out if you commit a crime yeah. and throw your life away over fucking viral posts like a fucking idiot. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know that as taxpayer in the state you know like we're paying for the criminals in jail like to have somewhere you know to be safe so they trying to alleviate that and you know and get bring them numbers down you know that's what that's what it you know how i, I read into it so mm-hmm. no perch moving on <laughs> so i'm keeping in chicago right now how you feel about the Bulls and the moves they made during the offseason? Man, I love the mindset of the GM, man. Uh, I can't pronounce his name, but uh, I love his. Uh, I love what he said at the beginning, of, you know, at the end of the year. He's like, we were never healthy. We never had a full team. And he was like, I, I got to see this group come back fully. So we're really getting like, I mean, if, man, Lonzo, that's another story. But outside of him, you know, we're really getting, you know, you know, some players back that should bump us up a few notches. Like we haven't seen, you know, people got to remember Patrick Williams. That's a, you know, he's a damn all star type, all pro, you know, NBA type player. He uh, he's coming back fully healthy. Cody White is coming back fully healthy. Uh, you know, uh, a- uh, AC is coming back. Uh, we got Goran Dragic coming. You well, know. he's injured. Yeah, he's injured, but I don't think it's like it's a uh, it's a, like an injury that's gonna take him out fully. And then he's just a bench player too, because we we are guard heavy anyway. But he ain't a huge loss uh, that I don't put too much stake in that. But the Patrick Williams comeback and uh, and a few other players they signed, I I think uh, I like I like his mindset. He's like I gotta see what this team does fully healthy, but he might rethink that with the Lonzo situation here because that's crazy that uh. He hasn't been healed up yet, so it's uh, yeah, that's a huge setback for us because we're not the same team without Lonzo healthy. Nah, defensively and his shooting, like he was on on his way to having career best. If he, you know, I, I think he did have career best in the games he played, but you know, like if we can get him back, you know, I would, in my opinion, we're a top four five team in the league because you know, you gotta remember when we was killing you know doing it you know like we was number one seed at one point you know oh, yeah. <laughs> and while the rose was going crazy yeah so you know then the exactly. injuries started happening yep you know like the injuries like they they wasn't healthy you know patrick williams wasn't there you know and then lonzo went down ac went down a couple of times and then went downhill from there so i think we uh i think we still be competitive but Lonzo will put us over the top and give us a fighting chance. So, uh, and I like Patrick Williams coming back. You know, I think 
we we missed that. Everybody been saying we need a power forward. Well, now we got one. So now let's see what he do. I don't think he's a real power forward, but mm-hmm. well, he is a forward. So I don't know. Uh, as far as the Lonzo situation, I need I think the Bulls need to start bullshitting and go ahead and bring Rose back. Yeah, it, it, that's just tricky though. Like, uh, it's like you have, you have to trade for him. Like he have to like the Knicks will have to cut him for that to make sense for the Bulls to like that. I'm pretty sure the Bulls would rather sign him to a veteran minimum than trade for him. It just uh, the risk. I, I wouldn't trade yeah, for him. Still, I'd rather sign him outright. Yeah, I would rather, you know, I, I'm not going to give up Cody White for that, you know. No, no, yeah, yeah. Cody White. Yeah, I, I, I would sign him, but I won't trade for him, you know, with the pieces I have. Uh, like, they have to hope that New York cuts him and, you know, he clears waivers, which I don't think he ever would ever, you know, somebody's going to always pick up there. You know, I, was gonna have a, I really, I really want to see him back. Hopefully they find a way to make that happen, but. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Bulls, I see Lori Marketing. He was loving it in Cleveland, but he got his ass traded to Utah after he acted like the Bulls were treating him so bad. Uh, well, what player are you talking about? Lori Marketing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, man, he's fell off so hard. That got dude. his ass traded to Utah. I mean, yeah, that, that was a good trade for Cleveland. Yeah, that'll fit in. That'll fit perfectly for him, though. You know, Utah love white people. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll be perfect there. Uh, see, uh, they, they they just not they in a rebuilding mode, so he probably going to be miserable. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we should have went out to Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Nah, because with Zach and DeMar on your team, we'll be getting – you know the same stuff it had to be like one or two players but you know Danny Ainge was asking way too much for him you know like we, we, oh, we had played to, New York man yeah we had to we'll have to gut half the team you know for for uh, Donovan because you know the Bulls got some very real good pieces so it's like do you give up your depth for an all-star player and, and, and still be in the same situation <laughs> you know as far as playoff seating uh Donovan is great, but he ain't, he ain't worth gutting, gutting, gutting your depth for, I don't think, as far as a playoff team. Like, I put him in that Dead Rose category. I'd rather sign him all right than trade if, I, if I'm a playoff team like the Bulls is. It had to be like a straight-up trade for, like, DeMar for Donovan. Like, I'd do that and, and one other player. That's it. Maybe a pick. I, I would have did something like that. That that makes sense to me, but I ain't giving you three, four players on some picks now. You take like two and then a pick or something. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So while we on the topic of the NBA, uh, Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver was suspended to find $10 million after investigation finds conduct clearly, in viol- clearly violated workplace standards. And I believe what happened was he, uh, what he do, use racial slurs and said some sex-related comments and all kind of other shit or whatever the case. Hmm. Uh, so I haven't really. Uh, it's like they, they kind of. I feel like he's being protected, to be honest with you, because you know this ain't the. It's different than a Donald Sterling thing where all that was 
on you know audio and film and all that this i don't know what this dude said but he did something crazy for for you know everyone to be commenting and wanting him to be about the league i just wish that information was privy to us to witness because i think it's it's bigger than what's being reported some because you know when lebron and cp3 gets involved and they like it had to be something crazy going on I think he's being protected, to be honest with you. Or he's, uh, you know, he got his legal team on top of, you know, how the, you know how the stuff, this damage control stuff goes. Well, players like LeBron James, Chris Paul, who is a Phoenix Sun right now, uh, they don't feel like the NBA gave him the harshest of punishments, you know, that he gave him. Like I said, a one-year suspension and a ten million dollar fine. Yeah, the problem, the problem is there's no leverage or credibility, you know, like, you know, like I said, it's like, they don't have no audio or, or I think it's out there, but it won't be released to the public for, because if it was, there'd been an outcry to get them about it, uh, you know, tenfold. So I think that's what's going on with this situation. Yeah, pretty much they want them to get the fuck out of there, but... Mm-hmm. It's not looking like that's about to happen. Yeah, if if, if we can see or what he did, is, you know, do you know what he said? I don't know exactly what he said, but it sounded like it must not have been like as crazy as what Donald Sterling you know, was on. So. See, I think it, it is. It's just that there's no proof of it like it was for Donald Sterling. I think they know what he said and did you know i think he got people uh, that's going against him and stuff uh but there it ain't no no audio tape you know what i'm saying it ain't, well, they did an investigation it's not released to the public Man, he owns what the phoenix mercury too right yep Ain't no telling, but I do agree with LeBron when he said there's no place for you know what I'm saying. He should not be an owner here if because mm-hmm. these players not gonna feel comfortable anymore under this dude. Nah, yeah, he's probably gonna lose some money uh, after these contracts. Uh, yeah, some of these players not gonna want to play for him anymore. Uh, shit, it's just dude. He picked the he picked the bad time. Mm-hmm. Fuck up like that. The way council coach was moving, shit, that's your ass, buddy. Yeah, man, you know, in Arizona, you know, that's a red state. You know, they, they're kind of like privileged out there. I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> you know, it's like, but it was crazy. A lot of Chicago people move out to Arizona. A lot of Chicago people out um, yeah, it, it is one of those states. They they live the way they live and, and unapologetic about it. <laughs> yeah, I oh, mean he rich as fuck. He's a billionaire, multi-billionaire. He ain't worth ten million dollars and shit to that man. Not at all. That's like ten bucks, ten thousand maybe compared to him. Uh, man, but I did um, another big story in the NBA. It was the KD situation, which was crazy to me. 
that basically took over the whole free agency. Yeah, he kind of like messed up the market. Well, not messed up the market, so because everybody was so focused, but he probably took away from some a few players because everybody was trying to see where he was going to end up. But I never understood his position from jump. I'm like, dude, you just signed your extension last year. You've been playing with Steve Nash for two years now and dealing with this GM for two years. They did everything but bend over backwards for you for, to accommodate you. And all of a sudden, you be requesting a trade after you just signed the extension and the day before it's supposed to start. And it was just weird. I'm like, dude, you have no leverage in this situation. I understand his position or what or what happened for him to even take it. You know, if I, you, if you had a problem with how the organization was running, you had that was your leverage to tell them that before you signed your extension. You know, it, it didn't make sense. You know, it's like, so now you looking crazy. You look crazy like a straight diva. Oh yeah, I've been viewing him that way, but. Yeah, it didn't make sense, man. I mean, he's a, a great basketball player. We'll probably never see a talent like that, that tall, and, you know, with those type of skills and guard skills. And, you know, he's the ultimate offensive weapon. But it's like, you know, as far as that heart, that dog in you, like to win that. And, you know, I question that ability of his because I love him coming to Brooklyn to get away from Golden State so you can level out the playing field. But, you know, I, I, I love that move. I just, like, I ain't understand, you know, I, I don't even like sticking up for these organizations and owners because these owners are billionaires and they be asking these players to take pay cuts. You know, how you gonna, how a billionaire gonna tell a millionaire to take a pay cut? It don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, so, I, but I, I have to side with the, the next organization on this To one. be fair, that's because of the salary count, though. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's still it's like I understand when the players like I ain't taking no pay cut. I'm get you know, that that's how much I can get. That's why I'm gonna grab. So get your money. So I'm with the players and those. They, they gotta of, be okay with not winning the championship. <laughs> yeah, and shoot, that that's what you live with. It's like that's not the player's problem to you know like figure out that stuff. That's like if that's how much you get, you get what you can. That's why I was with Kobe on that. People remember Kobe was mad. Because he got, he uh, outside of Michael Jordan, he was the second player to get a $30 million one, uh, you know, a year contract. And he was mad that he took that money. I'm like, how, you know, it's like, I think that was some other propaganda stuff. I'm like, that's not his fault that he was <laughs> offered that money, but he's not supposed to take it. I'm like, you know, somebody offered me $30 million. What are you mad at him about? Yeah, because it's exactly what you said. It's like, you're taking away from the salary cap of other players, but it's like, that's not his problem. You know, like, you know, if that's set aside for him, you take the money. So, and, you know, the goal. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like anybody would do that. Anybody in their right mind. I don't care. <laughs> so, but, like, to go back to Kevin Durant, you know, what I was talking about, it's like I hate to, to side with the organization on this stuff, but I side with the Nets. I'm like, I'm glad they stood pat and, you know, stood up against Kevin Durant in that situation because I ain't. I'm like the Nets did everything for you, man. They embarrassed they themselves. They did everything he asked. Yeah, they, they got all the players for you. I mean, you, they, they got a deep team. I'm like, what more do you want them to do, man? Like, what, like, and did you want to bail out on them? You know, it's like, dang, I'm like that. That wasn't cool. I, like, I felt for the owner, man. The owner. Let's uh, not let's not pretend that's not a super team still. 
Yeah, that man, that team neat. That team should be the favorite to come out the East. Is that simple? And they did a great job in uh, bringing players back. You about to have a healthy fucking um Simmons. Kyrie's back for time. He's playing for a contract, so he's motivated. You know, uh, it didn't they? They bought, they signed uh, Patty Mills. Joe Smith is coming back. I'm like, what more do you need, bro? You know, it's like they they built this up for you, and it's like now you treating them like that. I'm like, I ain't understand his situation. And then it doesn't help that he don't talk. So he just let just let stuff. He sure, he sure the hell talks on Twitter. Yeah, but he don't explain himself. He 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 just goes back and forth with fans over stupid stuff. But he don't explain. He never explained why he wanted out of out of out of New Jersey. I'm like, that's why I was trying to get him out business. of Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. out of Brooklyn. I'm sorry, but I'm so used to New Jersey Nets. But uh, the Brooklyn Nets for your kids, you know, go up, look up New Jersey Nets, Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, all time great team. But anyway, uh, but man, you know, like. It's like I had, you know, I had to sign with the Brooklyn Nets on this one, and I kind of felt bad for that owner, the uh, the Asian guy. Uh, I think his name Joe Sai, but you know, it's like man, it's like I felt. I'm like man, I'm glad he stood pat. He's like man, we ain't training you. You cannot get paid, or you can play. Those your options. <laughs> for real. I'm like, you just signed, you signed, you agreed to this. And extension. then he demanded to be traded to like either or as far as like two top teams in the NBA. Like, dude, what? Like, no, nah, he don't get no no trade clause. If, if if there was a crazy deal that came on the table, I'm training you to whatever that's best for my organization. Yeah, he with no shame cut corners. So I, I don't really, I like, I used to like KD a lot as a player. I still admire his game, but. Him personally, like I, don't, I can't really honor that dude. Yeah, like business, uh, the business side of the of the, of the game, he messed he messed up horribly. I guess he's trying to pull some LeBron stuff, but if you LeBron, you should have just shortened, you know, signed those one two year deals like he was doing. You know, that way you can get in and out and, and negotiate from there. But I'm like, you the one that puts yourself in a situation that have no leverage and then ask for something that's impossible for the organization to pull off of you, you know? Yeah. So everybody looking at him sideways. And yeah. Just to turn around and, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'll play. <laughs> like, like well, what's the other choice you had? I'm like, well, what What was the complaint? I need, that's what I'm still waiting for. What, I what, have no idea. What was the complaint? Like, did you want them to trade? You was mad that Kyrie coming back? You know, like, you should have told them that. They would have got rid of Kyrie for you. You know, like. No idea, man. Crazy, man. These these superstars in this LeBron era are mentally, like, I mean, something in our era of, you know, in our 30s, 40s, this type of generation, like, mentally something going on. <laughs> Like man, like like come on now. Hell, the Kyrie shit was crazy. Yeah, y'all making all this money. I agree with Stephen A. Smith on his take. They say he was going too hard on him, but I'm like I agree. Like Kyrie don't does not play games. You know, it's like he be taking seasons off and having headaches and you know, <laughs> like it'd be all types of crazy stuff. I'm like, dude, what, what are always, you? Doing? Something is always wrong with. Yeah, I'm like, what are you complaining about? You living your dream. I think at one point, 
he just flat out said he didn't feel like playing. Yeah, I mean, if if living the being a celebrity and being a superstar basketball player is too much, like you should, like nobody would, I don't think nobody would be mad if you retired, bro. To look out for, your, <laughs> to look out for your mental, whatever. Like, but don't get the pointing the fingers at everybody and stuff. You know, you gotta be accountable for your own stuff. Yeah, that's why I hate the fake activism shit. Cause you go, yeah, let's start our own league and all this and shit. Man, y'all not on that. Yeah, it's like the NBA is the best league out of the, the four top leagues in, in the country because they cater to the, they put the players at the forefront. They market to the players better than everybody. It's something that I think the NFL can do, can learn from the NBA a lot. But they, but those owners in the NFL have so much power and control over them. I don't understand how the players even do what they do for the NFL like they do. But that's just another topic. But I was like, these players, I'm like, yeah, like, be outspoken, you know, and, you know, but to be entitled, you know, that's a different type of thing there that you're dealing with. Before we move on from the NBA, what you think of our boy, Patrick Beverly? I love, I love that dude. I love that dude. That is going to be must-see TV watching him in Westbrook, you know. uh, (laughs) I wish I was a fly on the wall in those practices. Uh, I thought that was a cool move for the Lakers. I don't know if I would have gave up, uh, you know, uh, you know Stanley Johnson and uh, the other guy for him. But you know, it, it was a, it was a, it was a good pickup. You know, they need somebody to make make stuff uncomfortable for them in those practices, and, and you know, and like and stay focused on the task. Cause man, I don't care, you know, like. These LeBron fans and stands can come at me all they want, but no way in the world that that team should not have at least made the play in or not the playoffs. It's too much talent. Even with Westbrook playing the way he's playing, I'm like, maybe LeBron should have dialed it back a bit. Only like you an MVP candidate and your team don't make the play in. too much talent on that team. But them not, it didn't make, you know, it's just, unex- you know, unexcusable. You know, and then I, I like what Jenny Buss said. She was like, we got the fourth highest luxury tax and we didn't even make the play in. Be like that, that, you know, it's like, what more can I do as an owner and manager for my player? <laughs> you know, it's right. like, it's like, I'm telling you to, you know, it's important. This is important for me to say. And these LeBron fans ain't gonna never admit this. LeBron, when he seen James Harden go to Brooklyn, he pulled that trigger and asked for that Westbrook trade. And the team should have never did that because you just came off a championship keep everything together and run it back you know like it ain't make sense LeBron seen them having three all-stars he thought that was another Golden State type situation and he he wanted that Westbrook trade I'm, I guarantee you that's what happened because they had Harden, KD and Kyrie like damn Harden going over there like we need another star I'm pretty sure that's what happened oh yeah he pulled rings on I mean who was that veteran? Somebody kept it 100. Like, LeBron, you made this shit happen. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that, that's why I, was you know. Was it Shaq or Barkley or one of those things? Yeah, yeah. And then I agree with Jenny Buzz. He like, she's like, it don't make sense. And she was trying to say it nicely without throwing LeBron under the bus. She was like, I, like we have the fourth highest luxury tax. Meaning that was a, that was straight, straight straight up embarrassing that they didn't make the play in. Yeah, yeah. She's like she like we have the fourth highest luxury tax and they didn't make the play in. He like that don't that doesn't add up. <laughs> 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 She's like you know it's like what more can you do? 
because they gotta they gotta step it up this season. Right. Even as crazy as a situation in Brooklyn had, they at least made the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you gotta make the playoffs, man. You know, with that type of talent and team. Like, there's no excuse for that. And that's not me to knock on him and his legacy, because his legacy is cement. But you know, it's like you gotta make the playoffs dude. With that talent, with that help that you asked for. I don't know. Lakers got to get it together, man. That shit. They got too much talent over there. I don't care what nobody say. Westbrook, if they only average 18, 7, and 7 and play the whole entire season, mm-hmm. that is, that was a super team. I don't give a fuck how they yeah. played out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, yeah, he, he got to do some soul searching himself because, man, you know, it's like, I think he was too much in his head. You know, like, it's funny seeing this Gilbert arena's uh critique when he's critiquing Giannis talking about Giannis don't have any like he still need to learn how to play basketball I'm like you should be critiquing Westbrook like that (laughs) because how Westbrook play I'm like Giannis like have stuff that Westbrook probably won't never get (laughs) you know well He's a two-time defensive player of the year. He plays defense, and he, he already got his ring, and he got his, you know, his MVPs and stuff. So, like, I don't think Westbrook ever made an all-defensive team in his career, and he has the talent to to amp up that side of the uh, of the ball, of the court. You know, he could play defense, but you know, his mind be. I be seeing him do some crazy stuff on defense. He only be carting his own player. So, all right, let's move on because people don't—they're not gonna want us to be too caught up on sports and episode like this. So, uh, something else big happened during the summer. The game finally a rapper that you know what I'm saying a known, very known rapper besides MGK, this Eminem. Uh, the song's called "The Black Slim Shady." <laughs> And I, I think it was a creative song, man. This is just me touching on the music side of things that went on during the song. Mm. But um, I'm going to get to something else, too. But, yeah, the game, it was a creative diss to me. And people just automatically give Eminem a pass and shit. Like, oh, no, he's this monster, untouchable monster. I, I think they romanticize. I think they, they, they take the movie 8 Mile as life or some shit because... If you do some research and go to his battle rap background, you know what I'm saying? This man lost the Rhyme Fest. Um, like, he just wasn't no guy that was dominating the battle rap scene in Detroit or some shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And there's no rapper, like, super known rapper or lyricist that he's annihilated or no shit. I love, I, I was, I grew up a huge Eminem fan, but he, that whole Boogeyman M shit is a myth to me. Yeah, but you know what? What gave him a lot of play uh, was what really what it took him up to another level was when he uh, he rapped on that Renegade and uh, was kind of like <laughs> he's the best verse on that Renegade. See, so here's the backstory to that shit, cause that's bullshit. Renegade was originally a Royce the Five Nine song, and they both rapped in that same exact style, going back and forth. Jay Z, he he acts. Eminem asked Royce, can I let Jay-Z have this song for the blueprint? And Jay-Z took it upon himself to instead of playing off the chemistry of Eminem like Royce did, to go 
in the business for himself and bring his own type of swag to the song and that shit didn't mesh well Eminem verse was already done him didn't listen to Jay shit then lay some shit that shit was done Jay Z heard that shit prior to doing his shit yeah so but that, that 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 makes it even more impressive cause like Eminem was just being Eminem on on that album, and 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 well, but that's that's Jay Z mistake for not taking it serious, you know. Like you know, like these these artists are real competitive when they rapping with stuff. So like it's like the Kanye and Lil Wayne thing, you know. I love what Kanye say, like you ain't gonna, you know, like, you ain't gonna murder me like you murder everybody else on every song. You know, like these artists be be kind of like trying to have the best verse on these songs. So, but the, to 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 your point. Jay Z probably didn't care, you know, didn't, didn't bother. No, but like, he should have took a different approach to that song. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah, all I'm saying is like uh, Eminem, uh, you know, that's you know, he gets credit for that for taking it taking it to the level he took it to. You know, at, at uh, that time, at that time, Eminem wasn't the type of person that was being viewed as a lyricist at that time. Nah, he wasn't. Like, I never viewed him as a as a crazy lyricist. I, but what's impressive to me with Eminem is his wordplay and. And like uh, he uh, he's a dope dope rapper, you know. It's like it's like there's no secret about that, you know. Like I love the uh, the verse on the Fifty Cent song, you know, when he said take some bacon, some pot, messing up in the pot. You talking? <laughs> I got places to go. No, 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 no. That's no, nah, that's not uh, no, nah, that's not places to go. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, that's uh, it's on the it's on the Get Rich or Die Trying uh, album when they. That's 50 song, yeah. When 50 like picture me, no, 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 no. I know what song you talking about because that's one of that's one of my favorite uh, 50 Cent verses. But the oh, song, so no, no, the song that Eminem uh, that I'm talking about with Eminem and 50 is on 50 Cent's album. That places to go is on the Eight Mile soundtrack. But oh. the, uh, the uh, it's when 50 Cent's talking about when they hit the towers and stuff. You know, uh, is that? Yeah. that I, let me look it up. So I want to have. Oh, you just, have, just send it to me when you get a chance. Yeah, I am. But I'm just gonna look up the uh song. So okay. while we wait, you can come back to it. Um and other news and music. I got two more things I wanna to touch on as far as hip hop. Kendrick Lamar finally returned. You know what I'm saying? One of the dopest MCs in the game, period. I Dropped still haven't uh, listened to that. It's really, it's really good. Um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. No, going into that album, I didn't know what the hell the concept was going to be, but listening to it you know he's speaking on a whole lot of life things and you know what he's been experiencing during his hiatus and Kendrick is a family man now and he had to work on his mental health you know his his wife pulled him to the side and told him like man you might have a problem as far as you know your mind wandering to these other women mm-hmm. so Kendrick he actually went and got him some help, you know, some mental help. So you can understand why he is the way he is, you know what I'm saying? And that's part of why he disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to somebody about all the top dog artists 
but uh, before I get into it, uh, the, the song was called Patiently Waiting with uh, 50 Cent. And, oh, uh, I've been patiently waiting. Yeah, for a track to explode. Huh? Yep. He, he got off on that. That's a dope verse. But uh, to go back to the Kendrick and uh, I've been noticing like a lot of those top dog artists, you know, like they like, I don't think they like the limelight, you know, like the celebrity stuff is probably too much for them. You know, like think about Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, Isaiah, um, Rashad, um, you know, like they're all kind of like in the back, you know, like, you know, they, they love the money, you know, they love the career, but it's like, I, you know, I heard Schoolboy Q talk about it a lot. You know, he's like, he's just, I just want to chill and get paid, get money and, you know, be normal. But that's but the you got to look at where they coming from, man. Like, look at, you know what I'm saying, rest in peace, homie PNB Rock, who just got killed, you know, at the chicken and waffle spot. Unfortunately, man, rest in peace to that brother. But it's like, they growing up with the mentality, yeah, yeah, they want to be the fuck out of the way, man. Mm-hmm. And just, just like, I mean, Chicago people that blow up not so vocal about that but they're the same way because if you notice everybody who blew up from Chicago leaves no matter how much they say they love Chicago they leave you got to and that's the smart thing like I, at first I was getting mad or having an issue with Kanye like man Kanye every time you do something big now bro you go everywhere but Chicago first now but it is what it is man like it's this is not the greatest place to be for mm-hmm. you and your family you know what i'm saying no nah, not at all because uh it's just it's just not cool but you know like i think the violence and and being safe that's the other aspect but i noticed with the top dog artists it's, it's a mental thing as well it's like a lot of people like i i would hate to get rid of my uh, my privacy you know, just for for the limelight. You know, I think a lot of celebrities struggle with that. I would be one of one of those people. You know, uh, so like, I mean, a lot of celebrities. I mean, it's like, man, I just want to make money. You know, be famous, but that's the gift and the curse of you know you being a you know a millionaire and and being you know famous. So it's it's a tough it's a tough situation, especially in, in the social media age. Where everything is documented, you know, like your whole life, you know. So you got to pr- kind of, you got to protect that, you know, that peace. True. You know, and I think I notice a lot of top dog artists, you know, you know, they all mentally doing dealing with some type of situation like that. True. True. Well, they, like they say, man, fame is like a drug, bro, and they got his big pros and it's got its big cons yeah agree like you can't when you become a superstar you can't step outside like a regular person no more man somebody gonna wanna rob you somebody gonna wanna kill you somebody jealous somebody you know what I'm saying but on the up and upside you know you got people who they who you ain't never met but they look view you as somebody they love you know what I'm saying and even that could turn toxic because they could turn fuck around and become a stalker. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it is it, a tough break, man. Uh I you know, it, it it's cool seeing the celebrities that do, you know, reach their uh level of success and they're able to handle it and manage it to the best of their ability. 
you know like that's why jay-z and beyonce are so private because you got to protect that they're way too popular to be out and about you know so it's it's just a gift and a curse like you said comes with it exactly um, you said you ain't hear that kendrick album but it's pretty dope most notable songs is, uh oh like you know what i did you know what i did i'm tweaking let me pull it up. I listen to that joint Rich Spirit pretty much every day. Got it on my playlist. Um, he did a video for the joint. Well, you know, I know you know the song I'm talking about. It morphed into uh, Nipsey and Kobe and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, he got the joint called Daddy Issues, something like that, or whatever. Um, Forgive me if I'm fucking up these names, people. But, um, yeah, it's a song where he basically talk about how being raised to not display emotions kind of molded him into the guy he was on the negative side. And he got that from his father, you know what I'm saying? So that's something he had to tackle in therapy. There's a lot, man. Just if you guys listen to the album, actually listen to the lyrics. It's a it's a great body of um work as far as art. Yeah, I really like the song where he's um he goes on like on the monologue with him and his girl arguing and they're arguing uh, about you know they're just a toxic, very toxic relationship. But he's it's like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, satire oh, yeah. that song's toxic as fuck yeah but it's so much pain and truth to what people deal with you know and and to scream it out like he did and perform it the way he performed it you know through you know through, through, uh, been, through the mic he must have been going through that shit at the crib with his girl at one point yeah yeah man and a lot of people deal with that stuff and don't know how to deal with that uh generational trauma that that gets you know you know that comes with it you know that comes with into your relationships you know it's just you know it's tough man yeah that song is called we cry together by the way y'all like be warned be warned that might trigger you you know what i'm saying if you're going through some shit with your girl you dig mm-hmm. or vice versa you know you're going through some one of these niggas you feel me? Mm-hmm. But, um, before we uh leave the music topic one more thing i just want to you know touch on we touched on this shit on the podcast before uh the r kelly situation man it's just <laughs> that shit just strange to me i stay away from the topic as much as i can but it's very weird to me like he's been found guilty you know of like several accounts against him we all know r kelly did that shit but um it's a weird reaction to it as far as like Chicago, as I see, you know, half are like, nah, man. Them, them girls throwing it on themselves, or their parents did this or that. Like, nah. Like, they feel like R. Kelly shouldn't suffer any consequences for the, his actions. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, now nah, that's crazy. I mean, nah, he deserved what, 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 what he got. You know, was, you know, he put himself in that situation. He knew what he was doing. He was grown, man. You know, but the one thing I would agree, you know, the parents knew, you know, that they should be in jail too. You know, like that don't make sense. Somebody more than somebody more than him. 
should be uh, locked the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. It, that that's what I think people are really, you know, that's been my whole point, you know. It's like he deserves to be locked up and uh, those parents and whoever, you know, was explicit in that situation, you know, help you know, accessory to it, you know, it's like like what parent leaves their kid with another grown man you know it doesn't make sense you're supposed to be a chaperone like you can't let somebody else chaperone your kid especially if you don't know them like that you know it's like i know you're trying to get your kid on and get them to be famous but that ain't worth you got to protect your kid you know money can't be the driving force you know for you to make a stupid uh decision like that because now you just messed up these girls lives they messed up in here for the rest of their life you 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 messing up generations of of kids that's gonna come down the road through that through that bloodline just off that that stupid decision for money and fame. Yeah, I can understand somebody saying I think there should be more people that suffer suffer consequences for what R. Kelly did, but I can't vibe with the whole no nah, R. Kelly should be free type shit. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't really seen that, you know, but like I've man, seen that in a lot of places, bro. Yeah. Man. Um, and like, it's mainly man, been crazy. women saying that. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that. But like, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it need to be more people locked up though. It shouldn't be just him. That's for and sure. I don't know what the fuck is going on. His ex-wife making these dance videos, but chill, baby. That man. shit. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I ain't gonna, gonna criticize. That's somebody's mama, man. I ain't gonna. Yeah, man, R. Kelly, <laughs> R. Kelly, you seem like he messed up. Every woman he touched, he, they all messed up in the head. Yeah, bro, it's like, it's fucked up, you know? And as a man with daughters, I, I can't honor none of that shit. Yeah, his own kids, like, his own kids don't want nothing to do with him, so. R. Kelly's a fucked up individual, bro. I love his music, you know? Like, I still bump it here and there, but, like, you know, I don't condone none of that went down for the pro black brothers out there we talking about man they gave him 30 but they gave jesseline maxwell from a block life they don't got shit to do with shit bro yeah different yeah mistakes got different punishments yeah we gotta stop comparing at the end of the day he put himself in that situation so he gonna get what he get <laughs> you know? it's like comparing it ain't gonna help shit out you know that sometimes you gotta let that pro black shit go man like, yeah if you got some good lawyers you know it probably that parking finagles and stuff but he put himself in that situation you know regardless they can give him a hundred years i still won't feel sorry for him you know because it's like you put yourself in that situation you committed the crime so now they're trying to you know right you know how you gonna justify you can't justify right or wrong there's no gray area in that so moving on uh I, my, like i said my opinion on it you shouldn't have touched them girls. You got away with that shit. You kept on doing the shit, bro. Your ass going to jail. Well, you already in jail. Well, you gonna do the time. You gonna sit down. It is what it is. Uh, in closing, I wanna talk about on the movie show tip. One of the most anticipated movies of the summer was George Peele's Nope, starring Kiki Palmer and Daniel. How you say your name, Akuya? Yeah, man, that's the closest I've heard people say it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dope-ass movie, man. Like, I loved it. And 
it's a movie that you had to see in a the movie theater. I know people say that a lot, and sometimes you don't know, you don't understand what they meant by that. But as a person who has a surround sound system at the crib, like I, I felt like, yeah, I should, yeah, Nope was worth seeing in a the movie theater. It was a spectacle. Peel actually used like some innovative technology for that shit. Like people don't know a lot of those scenes that look appeared to be filmed at night were actually filmed in daytime with some some new groundbreaking type of technology that is about to change, you know, the movie industry as far as the way they shoot shit. Like black people, we gotta let go of the goddamn get get out movie, man. You know, Peel probably sitting back like, man, y'all ran that woke shit to the ground. Right, just because I'm black don't mean I got to focus on social justice topics and shit like that all the goddamn time, you know. People even tried to turn, you know what I'm saying? They tried to turn Get Out into his own genre, basically. Like, if you see a movie, like a horror sci-fi movie, that happens to have a black person in there and they touch on like a realistic type of situation pertaining to like racism or shit like that or police brutality they that, that I say oh yeah this is Jordan Peele type movie but he's only made one movie like that you know what I'm saying so Peele trying to do his own thing man let that man live let, let him embrace sci-fi don't put a ceiling over that man's creativity just because you can't let go get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you but that you know, that also comes from American culture when it comes to black entertainment uh in general. It's a divide and conquer technique. Uh, you know, they try to put a ceiling, you know, like a, put you in this box where uh, you know, this is where you at. This is what you can do. You know, and that ain't just coming from the community. That's just that that is a uh, design for our community to react the way they react because of um, the American culture and society that we've grown up and been in. So it ain't, you know, we see this all the time. You know, a lot of stuff that how people react and say stuff and how they, you know, receive information. That's by design, and the reactions are are but it's designed as well. You know, it's divide and conquer. You know. Man, you know, I, I'm a support because you know he's black, you know, and uh, he's uh, continuing to make content. You know, it's gonna be people that like. It's gonna be some people that like. You know, that's how it's supposed to be. You know, but what, what you know, to your point, we shouldn't down down the man uh, creativity just because you didn't like it. You know, still support. You know, but I, but I do respect the people that don't like the the work. You know, but just don't don't be the black person to put him in a box because that's by design. And that's the whole point. Well, I said, see note for yourself. Don't listen to nobody who said the movie's trash. Like, especially somebody who ain't ever even seen the fucking movie. Like, you got to get out your fucking feelings about wanting somebody to make what you want them to make. You feel that passionate about that? Go out there and make your own shit. But um, mm-hmm. but for me, you know, while we on top of the movies, the best horror movie of the summer was uh, Black Phone. And that star Ethan Hawke and Black Phone was based off a short story that was written by Joe Hill, aka Stephen King's son. He changed his last name up on a professional level because he didn't want people to just 
you know, be biased or fuck with him because he's sim- simply because he's Stephen King's son. You know what I'm saying? So that's smart. He, he also created. He also created um. Lock and Key. That's a Netflix hit. You know what I'm saying? And he got some more work coming soon. So I still haven't got into Lock and Key yet. I might try to get into it. That's a dope series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good, there's some good shows out there. You know, uh, uh, got the Ring of Power, got uh, She-Hulk out, uh, House of the Dragon, uh, City City on the Hill is dope on Showtime. That's one of my favorite shows right now. I'm watching. And it just wouldn't be right if we don't mention the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that's part of our DNA, pretty much. This podcast. Yep, that's why I uh, said She Hulk. Yeah, and the uh, then the, oh yeah, the Thor movie, pretty dope. Dope. Thor was, Thor was okay. Could have been better. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Foggy went to some details about why they didn't have Gore the God Butcher look more like his comic book counterpart, and he was like, "Yeah, that would took away Christian Bale." And blah, blah, blah. that's why I'm like, y- "Y'all should put Christian Bale in the fucking." You know what I'm saying? Like, but it is what it is. Uh, a lot of news came out as far as, as far as the future of the MCU. We got two Avengers movies coming out in 2025. The Kang Dynasty and um, Secret Wars. Ryan Coolers and talks to direct Secret Wars. And then we got the Black Panther sequel. Wakanda Forever that's dropping in November can't wait you know what I'm saying so rest in peace Chad with Bowles man hopefully that sequel is dope I got a feeling they gonna deliver and live up to the hype mm-hmm. and make all these recast T'Challa ass motherfuckers regret saying that like just sit back and enjoy the story man Yeah, as far as that, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the the name of this episode is Summer's Over, Back to Business. We back to business. I've been going to the gym. I've been, you know what I'm saying, shopping in my mind, getting my business, you know, shit together. And that's all I'm focused on going into this fall and winter. And I'm really looking to my favorite, looking forward to my favorite time of the year, the Halloween season do as much as I can with the kids, you know, make it fun and eventful. And uh, anything you want to add before we get up out of here? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm just man, happy uh, that it's, uh, it's my favorite time of year. College football is back. You know, NFL is back. NBA is on the horizon. And, you know, and it's just a really good time if you – you got a nice setup at home to be in the crib with your loved ones and just chill and relax, you know. It's a really good time. Yes, sir. Shout out to our homie Clayton. Um, he on the road right now. He's doing his thing. He's doing his acting thing, man. Happy for him. He wanted to be on this episode, but couldn't make it. He'll be on again soon, yo. But, um... Be on the lookout for more consistency from us. Like, shit, the last episode, we said, yeah, that's the return, but no. 
make it our business to put out content several times per week. It's number time of the day. So we're going to get it done back in full effect with great content, man. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in. Till the next episode. Yes, sir. Peace and love. Peace. Thank you.